0: With me, please, to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Perhaps you, like me, have been guilty of using a popular expression or saying, but not fully knowing the meaning to that expression. There are some things that have gained popularity. Uh, a stitch in time saves nine. A penny saves a penny earned. That one kind of makes sense to us. Not too long ago, I was talking with someone and I used this expression. Oh, it sounds like they can't see the forest for the trees. And then I had to spend a little bit of time explaining what that meant. Of course, the idea with that one is, is they really, a person can't see the big picture because they're focused on all the smaller details that they have to work on. One of the most quoted scriptures among Christianity is the three-word verse, pray without ceasing. And yet, this is one of the scriptures that brings up more questions among Christians than so many others. Questions will come up about this verse. What exactly does that mean? Is it possible? Is there something that's just so deep I just don't understand it? Or am I too busy with my life that I'm not able to obey this verse? What does it mean to be praying at all times? I want to go over a few different answers that some people um, have thought would be the right answer to this. I want to start with a poor definition of praying without ceasing. A poor definition might be that this is just a warning to people that they shouldn't cut prayer completely out of their life. When I think of believers, the Christians that I know, I doubt that any real Christian would stop praying altogether. That's how they would apply this verse. Both in the book of Romans and Galatians, we find instruction that tells us that the Spirit causes people that have been born again to cry out to God the Father. And so if you're saved, you've been indwelt by the Holy Spirit, And when that happens, what goes on is there is a new orientation towards your heavenly Father. Or better, you're indwelt by the Holy Spirit, and so you genuinely want to pray. So no matter how few prayers someone has has had answered and they get discouraged by that, no matter how boring someone's prayer life might be, I don't think that they're going to just cut prayer out of their life altogether. So that's not a good definition. Let me tell you what some have gone where some have gone from these verses. It's better because it is a Bible principle, but I don't think it's best. An okay definition when we think of pray without ceasing is to pray about something with persistence. The idea that we don't give up on something that we're going to God about. And this corresponds with what Jesus taught in Luke 18 when we find the parable of the widow and the unjust judge. And the, the Bible principle there is that we should always pray and not lose heart. Some of you have been praying for many years the, a very similar prayer request or for a person in a specific way. And it is true that we should pray and not give up on that. So some will take the scripture to mean it in that way. I think there's an even better definition that we should walk away with when it comes to praying without ceasing. And that is this. We are to always be in the spirit of prayer. Or maybe just practically, praying to your heavenly Father is never more than just a thought away we're continuing our series in prayer and when we think of this idea of praying without ceasing that can be discouraging to some people because they think i stop all the time with my praying when we look at what god has put us in this world to do for most of us god has given us a job of some sort most of our jobs are going to require us to give our full attention to something How could it be that you're giving your full attention to something and still praying without ceasing if you think of it as praying consciously and literally all the time? That's not what it's saying there. So don't get discouraged. If you want to be a person that prays without ceasing, don't think that you have to give up everything because you'd have to give up your sleep, right? If you were praying all the time without ever stopping. So that's not what Paul is talking about here when he writes to the church at Thessalonica. Don't think of it as literally and consciously talking to God all the time. Instead, imagine it in this way. At any moment, any given moment of your life, you can turn any thought, any direction, any need, any praise into a prayer to your heavenly Father. Now, this scripture that we find is clear, pray without ceasing. But we find this all throughout the scripture, specifically in the New Testament. Jesus Christ said in Luke 21, Watch and pray always. When the apostles started the church and they were getting so busy with so many things and at that point they established deacons to help with the work in the church. In Acts chapter 6, the, the apostles said this, we will give ourselves continually to prayer. We just finished our study in the book of Romans and in 12.12 12, it says, continue diligently in prayer. Philippians 4 be anxious for nothing but in everything. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And then Paul practiced this himself. He wasn't just giving something out there and not doing it himself. When Paul wrote to his student, young Timothy, in 2 Timothy 1, here's what he said. Without ceasing, I have remembrance of you in my prayers, night night. And day, and so if you're taking notes, or even in your Bible, if you want to write this word, we should think of the word constancy. There is a constancy in our going to the Father in prayer. And so prayer doesn't have to be simply a time that you look forward to. But instead, prayer can be a life that you live. There's a a business that's gotten this idea, and they've helped others out with it, Um, Chick-fil-A. I'm always encouraged by Chick-fil-A, and I'm glad they've had some good success. Uh, There's a Chick-fil-A open on the campus of the college that my son goes to, and so he's happy for Chick-fil-A as well. Uh, uh, Several months back, when we went into a Chick-fil-A, I walked in and I saw a basket of some toy soldiers there. I grabbed one. This is from a Chick-fil-A. And these are just like the army men that I played with when I was a kid. How many of you played with these kind of army men? You remember these? And so when I saw it, I wanted one right away. But I wasn't sure if I could take one. But thankfully, they put a little note right above the toy soldiers. And here's what the note said. It said, please take one of these soldiers and place it somewhere in your home. And every time you see this, pray for someone who's serving in the military. It's a beautiful idea. And I grab that, and I have a nephew who serves in the Army National Guard. And so this toy soldier sits in my kitchen just behind the coffee pot, just up on a little ledge. And it is common that I, this will catch my eye. And when it does, I pray for my family member who is in the military. You see, I don't have to wait until 6 o'clock the next morning to pray. Brad wonderfully offered uh, the opportunity to have a prayer card. There's prayer cards available in the back. You don't have to just put that with your things that you pray for in the morning. You can put it where you'll see it throughout the day. You might put it on your refrigerator. For some of you, it might be more helpful if you put it inside the refrigerator. Maybe you'll see it more often. There. We can pray without ceasing. The idea here is that everything in your life is something to talk to God about. Now, all that's going to take us to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Now, some of you think, I don't need to open my Bible for this. I've got this one memorized. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at that little verse and some verses that are around it to find out what Paul was getting at. Because this small verse refers to a specific situation where constant prayer was a necessity. And so I want to back us up to verse number 15. Go ahead and look back to 15. If you're in one of the Pew Bibles, it's page 1,135. And if you do not own a Bible, please keep that Pew Bible. Verse number 15 of 1 Thessalonians 5. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So as we clump those verses together, clearly right in the middle, we find our main idea for today. As we close our time focusing on prayer, this idea of praying without ceasing can change your life. But there's a bigger thing going on here. What is the context that Paul was speaking of when he says, pray without ceasing? Did you gather there when we read all his verses? He started out by talking about something. The idea is, is how to respond when you are wronged. Is this fairly applicable for our lives? Can you remember a time when you were wronged? Yeah, this comes up all the time. And I want to look at the verses again. I want you to look down in just a second. And I want you to pay attention for this. Pay attention for the words like everything, all, always. Let's let's look at those verses again. And I want to highlight a few things. This is very practical. Because first off, he says that we are told to do good to everyone. How are we to do that? Well, he answers it. By rejoicing always. We have to rejoice in something besides the wrong that is being done to us. Well, how can I always find something else to rejoice in? Well, he tells us. By praying always. Well, how in the world can I do that? How can I pray always? Well, he says right after that. By giving thanks in all circumstances. If we are going to practice this in our lives, and if we're going to be ones that are praying without ceasing, there's an underlying theme under all these verses, and specifically with the one that tells us to pray without ever stopping, and that is the theme of dependence. There has to be a dependence in our life when we walk through each moment of our day. And so even when we're not consciously speaking to God, There is a deep and abiding dependence that we cannot dismiss. It's woven into the fabric of our faith. And so when something comes up, just this morning I was right here and someone said, There's a baby in our church who's sick. And immediately I was able to pray. I didn't have to wait for tomorrow morning or for tonight, an immediate prayer. This is the picture of praying without ceasing. And we are to lean on God at all times and we are to call out to Him repeatedly and often. So the idea is to make the default state of your mind a place of longing to talk to your Father. A place of fellowship with God. Now, let me just sidetrack a little bit because we've talked for a couple weeks about prayer. We've talked and been challenged to have a a deeper prayer life, even having a place and a time where you go to prayer. Did you know there are some people who will use 1 Thessalonians 5.17 to not have a regular prayer time? There are some who will say, well, I don't need to do that. I want to be always praying like like 1 Thessalonians says. And there are some who will say, I want to pray only as I'm led by the Spirit. And so not necessarily a daily time for prayer. That is not only unbiblical, but what that will do, if we do not have a regular time of serious prayer, it will stifle the very thing they're going for. Individuals will say, I want to be praying without ceasing. And yet it is in those times of discipline, regular prayer, that we build, that we develop the kind of spirit that enjoys the hour-by-hour walk with God in prayer. Pray without ceasing, yes, but the deeper your prayer life is, the more beautiful and the easier that is going to come. So how do we create a consciousness of God's presence at all times? A place where we're leaving our heart open and our thoughts open all the time to pray to him. How do we do this? Well, we're going to get very, very practical. We need to see God in such a way that we're conscious that he is in everything that we experience. So what, what, what might this look like? Um. Quite some time ago, maybe a few months ago, I was at a local grocery store and ran into a couple that I knew, uh, parents of somebody that attends our church here. And as I was talking to this couple, we were going back and forth with a conversation, and the the woman stopped because behind me was the most beautiful sky. And she said, (gasps) I mean, it interrupted our conversation, which I was a little taken back by. And she said, Jeremy, stop. She said, turn around and look at the sky behind you. And we stopped, and we both stood there in the grocery store parking lot, and we looked up. And she said, thank you, God, just like that. That's a beautiful place to be. God's beauty in his creation is going to come up again and again. And by the way, this is after the fall, after sin. Can you imagine what it was before sin came into the world? Sin has affected this earth, and yet it is still so glorious and gorgeous And so when we see God's beauty of creation, we thank Him for that. Any kind of a a blessing, something good happens in your life. We just stop and we say, praise the Lord. We're so thankful that that came up. And those small blessings so often come. And just be ready to pray. To pray without ceasing. Give that praise to Him. Let's say you're, you're walking to an appointment. You can pray for that person that you're going to have that appointment with. Uh, For me, I have a practice. If I see a car that looks like the car of somebody that I know, I will oftentimes pray for that individual. Not sure what's going on, but God doesn't waste those opportunities, those things that come before us. When we go through life, sometimes someone will be in distress. Maybe someone that you know, someone that's sick, you can pray for right away. Maybe you'll hear a siren going off. I think it's a wonderful practice for us. When we hear sirens, there's clearly somebody in distress somewhere. Just a few weeks ago, I was just off Main Street here and getting ready to cross the light. And as I was waiting, there was a police car that came flying up and it stopped traffic so that we couldn't go. And our light turned green, and they had traffic stop going both ways. And just within a short time, there was this white SUV that came flying through. There was a police car chase that was going on. And within a half a block, that car lost control and and crashed just here within a few hundred yards of our church. These are opportunities, when there is distress, to pray for someone. Someone. You can stop and pray for those officers. You can pray for the paramedics that are going to be in a difficult way. God wants us to be people that are always praying. Praying is just as close as our next thought. I wasn't praying at that point, but as soon as I saw that, I was able to turn that around and pray for those things that were going on that I didn't even know. And let me give you one more that's very, very practical when temptation comes in, when a sinful thought enters your mind, that is one of the best times to have this practice of praying without ceasing. If you are an individual and that temptation comes and you know you've been tempted before, you know where this is leading to, you can very quickly confess that to God and you can praise God for the alternative. It might sound something like this. Some of you might want to write this down. When there's a temptation, a sin you're struggling with, and that temp- it's not a sin to be tempted, but that's how the devil gets in there, and that's, that's that foothold. You can right at that point practice praying without ceasing and call out and say, God, I confess that sinful thought to you, and I praise you for... And then you fill in the blank. So if you're having a sinful thought about covetousness, I confess that thought to you and I praise you for this blessing. So many in our day are struggling with pornography. You can say, God, I'm tempted. My mind is going here. I confess that sin to you and I'm thankful for your plan of marriage in my life. Or I'm thankful for my wife. This is such a key area for us to have a handle on in our walk with God. And look how in our text, that's the idea, that thankfulness. That's to be there. That's to be a part of this. This is to be a life habit that is going to act as as a filter. We have so many millions of thoughts that are going on. Conversations that you'll have throughout your days. Things that you're going to be busy with. Tasks on the job. Relationships. People that you're going to talk to. And every one of these can be filtered through this idea of prayer. A life habit that will act as a filter through which every experience passes. And you can have hundreds and thousands of conversations, just short ones, with your God. And no topic is off-limits. He already knows everything anyway. Go to your God, whether it be in a praise or whether it be asking for help or calling out for someone else. And when we practice praying without ceasing, our God is always just one thought away. Would you pray with me? Our gracious Father, when we come to you We thank you that you hear us as we've talked about your character in prayer, your ability, your power, your knowledge, and you're right there waiting. And We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, working and praying on our behalf, and we praise you for the Holy Spirit that would lead us and guide us and direct us. Would you allow each of us to understand that there's no such thing as coincidence in this world? There is no such thing as luck, an accident, but Heavenly Father, you are in all things. And so we can join you in that process. Sometimes it might be a prayer of confusion. God, I don't know why this is happening, but would you allow me to in some way work to bring you glory through this? Heavenly Father, when we think of praying without ceasing, we thank you that you're able to take them all in. Would you grow us in our prayer lives? would you allow us to walk the weeks and the months and the years that we have left in this world allow us to, them to walk them in a way where we're so close to you that a prayer is just our next thought away as the piano plays through i want to ask you to keep your eyes closed and i want to give you a chance to pray perhaps today you've never prayed that first most important prayer god forgive me a sinner Jesus Christ died on the cross so that you could be forgiven. And if you've never prayed and asked him to save you from your sins, you can pray based on the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. He conquered death and he conquered sin so that you could have eternal life. I would invite you, if you've never invited Jesus to be your savior, God to come into your life, take a moment right now. However he's leading you, pray that way. Maybe you've had some thoughts about how you could have a better prayer life, times when you could pray, even opportunities where you could lift someone up that normal you haven't before. I know that there are so many things that are vying for our attention and for our time, and the devil loves to keep our minds so busy. But would you allow yourself to be one who would talk to your God in those quiet moments, in those extra moments, when you find yourself with five extra minutes or 30 extra seconds Spend that time practicing, praying without ceasing. I want to give you a chance, however God is leading you, to pray.